The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you. For the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter, and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, (coughs) The dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, you will be more to- it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to begin today by wishing you all a very happy 4th of July, Independence Day. We celebrate officially tomorrow, though I think fireworks started five days ago based on the lack of sleep I've gotten. And 4th of July, it, it is a holiday that always it calls about a, up a lot of nostalgia for me. When I was young... Um, we would always go to the lake house on the 4th of July. And, and so the lake house was a house that my grandparents owned that then they sold to my father and my mother when they got married. And it's the house my mother died in. And then when my father remarried, we lived in an apartment for a little while in Ann Arbor and then we moved back to the, 
to the lake house while we were getting ready to sell it and move to another town. And so we stayed friends with the neighbors from that that place and we would always go there on the 4th of July and there'd be like a parade and you know when I was really young they would throw candy it was amazing and uh and then as I got older we would you know decorate our bikes and ride our bikes in the parade and um and then there would be you know lots of food and we'd have a fire pit and then they had a big fireworks display um that was always obscured by this large willow tree and uh and that willow tree was a tree I used to sleep under when I was an infant, I think. And so, so I just remember that a lot. And there was also like something particular about the 4th of July that, that the, the friend that we would go visit was a Vietnam veteran. And so, so it was always kind of a day of gratitude for his service. And, and there was maybe a larger connection in my heart in those days of, of the 4th of July as a day of gratitude. Because every holiday is really a day of gratitude. Every holiday we celebrate, we celebrate it because we're grateful for something. And the 4th of July is a day of being grateful for the freedoms that we enjoy. Grateful to everyone who has sacrificed in order to protect and preserve those freedoms. And then as, as I think as I got older and, and kind of the cultural context shifts away from gratitude because I, we just live in a world that I think can be ungrateful as a result of our self-reliance. The 4th of July kind of evolves into just like a holiday where we blow stuff up. Or I can feel like it's a holiday where we just blow stuff up. And I fall into that too. Like, like I just like shooting off fireworks, especially when I have a lot of stress. A couple of years ago, I dropped like 400 bucks at the fireworks stand and they emptied the entire stand into my car. I was the hero of every kid. And so it's good to remember, right? It's good to remember that what we're, what we're doing is, is taking time to be grateful and grateful for our freedoms that we enjoy. Grateful to those who have sacrificed to protect and preserve and defend those freedoms. And in the spiritual life, in the spiritual context of this weekend, that secular observance, it gives us an opportunity to reflect more deeply on on that true freedom and that interior freedom that comes from our Lord. and to take time to be grateful to him for that interior freedom because that's really why our Lord came into the world. Like he came to set captives free. St. Paul writes, for freedom he has set us free. And, and so our Lord gives us true freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from worry, freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear. That's the freedom he desires for us. To be free from like any substances that we maybe once were dependent on or any behaviors we maybe were once dependent on. And it's so important that we take time to reflect and to be grateful for the gifts that our Lord has given to us. 
And today, maybe we can reflect back on the past year and, and what part of my heart is a little more free than it was last year. And where has he truly allowed me to become more free and, and most importantly, to me, become more free to surrender to his love for us? And that involves gratitude, and, and, and the importance of gratitude is that we always stay in that place of remembering that, that everything we have is a gift. And the most important thing is that gift that he's given to us. When the gospel, Jesus sends out the 72 and, and says to go out to all these towns and proclaim to them the kingdom of God is at hand and cure their sick and cast out demons. And, and when they come back to our Lord, they, they say, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. And, and then Jesus's response to that is, don't rejoice because the spirits are subject to you. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In other words, like, like, don't get caught up in what you're doing because, like, the real thing to rejoice in is that I've cleaned you. That you're in relationship with me, that your names are written in heaven. Because when we remember that, we, we truly have this thing called joy that we prayed about in the opening prayer for the Mass. Joy is the result of that encounter with our Lord and, and transformation of our hearts and, and recognizing that we have a place of belonging and we find that place of belonging in Him, in Him alone. And any time we forget about that, and that's really what Jesus is telling His disciples, don't forget that what I've done for you is the most important thing. Because when we do forget, that's when, that's when those things creep in and, and we become worrisome or we, our anxiety starts to go up and, and we start to have more fears about our future or our security. Those all come when, when we forget to be grateful, when we forget to reflect on everything that the Lord has already done for us. St. Paul emphasizes that as well in the second reading when he says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I imagine St. Paul saying this kind of in response to the praise that people might give him, you know, for his eloquence in writing as he's written letters to throughout the known world and, and the work he's done as an evangelizer and his long suffering in the midst of persecution. And he simply says, let me never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, that it's not me who lives, it's Christ who lives within me. And the most important thing is not the fact that St. Paul went about the known world spreading Christianity. The most important thing is that the Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus and said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And entered into his life and, and moved him to receive baptism and to repent of his sins and, and to find true freedom. And again, he sets that example of of living in a perpetual state of gratitude for everything the Lord has done for him. On that same theme, I was talking to a directee the other day, and I'm talking to this person who 
just they're going on a retreat and they were talking about how they just feel like they've been disconnected in their prayer and 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 just not as you know like things aren't just where they were once and and i asked the question like what was it like when you were more connected like what was going on with you and and the, the response was well that was a time in my life when i felt like i had all of these things and all of this stress and i couldn't handle it by my by myself and i just kind of threw up my arms and i said jesus i need you and i need your help and i need you to do this for me and he did but then as time goes on, we become forgetful of that and we start to take credit for our own gifts. And we start to say things like, oh, I'm really like handling this well, or I'm killing it at life right now, or I'm, I'm doing really well. And I'm, that, that I'm doing it kicks in. And, and as soon as that happens, we're moving outside of gratitude. We become forgetful of what the Lord has done first. And then our life becomes a little bit more unmanageable and we start to bear burdens and stresses and anxieties and we can lack joy. And the place to go, like in those moments of retreat, is to go back to the beginning and to go back to reflect on everything that the Lord has done for us and to to be grateful for that. So I invite you, dear brothers and sisters, this weekend to, as we're you know, celebrating this national holiday and, and the busyness that goes with that and family gatherings and watching fireworks and that, that we take time to reflect on, on the great things that our Lord has done for us, on the freedoms that we enjoy, and particularly on the interior freedom that the Lord has given to us and the ways that you've grown in your spiritual life over the past year. And if what comes up for you is a need for further growth, then take this opportunity to just ask our Lord to do that for you. And, and like, I really desire freedom from whatever it might be. You know, last night I went to fireworks in South Bend and, and I was sitting there watching the fireworks show and, uh, and it just kind of like came into my imagination. Um, like what if this whole fireworks show was like Jesus's way of celebrating like the ways that I've grown in freedom over the last year? Like is Jesus saying like, good job not being anxiety driven or like in the last year I've grown in my detachment from wanting to like run the diocese. It's not my job to run the diocese by the way, but I do it in my head all the time. And I've just grown in detachment from that. And, and like, this is our Lord's response to that detachment is like, hey, here's this like fireworks show. Because we should celebrate that and, and to celebrate all of those places where we're growing in freedom and, and, and in reality, right? The Lord's response to us when we respond to him is so much more than a fireworks display. So much more than that. If we take time to pause and reflect and, and, and enter more deeply into that. And, and so just to put that image in your mind so that when you're watching fireworks later this weekend, you might think back to, oh, I need to give thanks to God for, 
for what he's done for me and, and, and just enjoy this moment of celebrating both that exterior freedom and the interior freedom that he's worked in my heart. We pray for the grace to stay in that attitude of gratitude going forward, that we may have the joy that comes from our Lord. And be witnesses to what authentic and true freedom looks like to every person we encounter.